You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. So I'm going to be continuing our current sermon series looking at the book of 1 John. And today's title is called Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. All right? From 1 John chapter 4 verses 1 to 6. So, Jesus, come and fill us, come and be with us, open our hearts and our minds, give us understanding. Not only understanding, also give us ready feet and hands to implement what you teach us today. Amen. So 1 John chapter 4 verses 1 to 6 says this, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear friends, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. I don't know if you've noticed the sermon series. I put it together, and it took me ages to figure this out, so I thought I'd better point it out to people in case you hadn't noticed it. This sermon is called Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. All right? And we've, the whole sermon series is called The Power of Love. Oh, one or two people might be thinking, oh, these sound like pop songs. Yes, they are. Every, every title in this sermon series is after a song. We've had one called Blinded by the Light, All You Need is Love, and We Are Family. Today we've got nothing's going to stop us now. All right. 1 John is a letter written by John, who was the son of Zebedee. Okay, he was one of the 12 disciples. So we, so we knew Jesus personally, walked with him, spoke to him. He also wrote the Gospel of John and also the book of Revelation. And he is encouraging his fellow Christians here in today's passage to be wise. To be wise. In other words, he's saying, don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything you hear. At the time of writing the letter, in the context where he was, he was dealing with some problems, some false teachings that have started being 
sort of creeping into the church where he was addressing the letter to, such as Gnosticism and Doicism, oh, what big words. They mean, basically, that these belief systems were putting the idea that God couldn't possibly become human and that the Spirit of God entered Jesus somehow at baptism and kind of jumped out of him before he was crucified and that there's a separation between spirit and body and, you know, God cannot suffer so he couldn't have been in Jesus when he suffered and all this kind of stuff. So part of this letter is addressing some of these false teachings. We may not have this particular problem of understanding today, but there are still many weird and wrong teachings out there. How about relative truth? Where, oh well, there isn't really anything that's absolute truth. You have your personal truth and I have my personal truth. And my truth might disagree with your truth, but hey, that doesn't matter because we're all living together in this peace and harmony type thing. Relative truth. How about wokeism? Now, there's lots of different understandings of this. So what I'm meaning by this is this cultural acceptance of everything. You need to accept everything and everyone. But if you don't accept it, well, then we're not going to accept you. How does that work if you're being accepting and then refusing to? Anyway, never mind. And then you get slated and you get branded. You get cancelled, they call it. Everything stops. Everybody hates you. Everybody shuns you and leaves no room for forgiveness or anything like that. And it's quite damaging and terrible actually there are also misunderstandings out there about the end times marks of the beast misinterpretations and obsessions with end time prophecies there's certain people telling you that some preachers are bad whilst other people tell you that those same people are good there's some churches who refuse to sing certain worship songs because they are written by certain churches who they don't agree with. The world is attacking the beliefs of the church, but sadly there are many churches attacking other churches as well. All you've got to do is click around YouTube for 10 minutes and you'll see what I'm talking about. So... For us too, don't believe everything you hear. We need to be discerning. We need to be able to separate out the rubbish from the good stuff. And I know I mentioned end times, so some of that stuff is in the Bible and we need to know what the Bible says because, you know, that's, that's the good stuff. It's the interpretations and things that other people have put onto it and all that kind of stuff that might not be so good. Be discerning. 
We need to hold up what we're reading or hearing and hold it against a yardstick. We need to use the Word of God as our measuring stick. Okay? Does it line up or not? And of course, this also implies we need to know what the Bible says for ourselves. Okay, so, so we need to engage with it. We need to read it. Don't just rely on, oh, well, this, per- this is some Bible teacher and I'll just listen to what they say because it saves me time and I'm not going to bother reading the Bible for myself. Read it for yourself. It's important. I know the passage mentions um, the Antichrist. I'm not going to spend ages on it. But just to say, don't go searching for one person who is the Antichrist. Okay? Don't waste your time. All right? 1 John clearly explains what's meant by Antichrist. 1 John 4 verse 3. There have been many who fit into this description And they will continue to be. We need to shift our focus away from trying to identify who the Antichrist is. Because it distracts us from what Jesus has asked us to do. We don't need to run around. And in a moment, you'll see, we don't even need to be afraid about anyone who's coming against God or the people of God. We need to keep our focus on what Jesus has asked us to do. Making disciples of all nations. He told us in Matthew 26, 19, go into all the world, baptizing, making disciples of all nations. This is what our focus is and should continue to be until our marching orders change, which they won't do until Jesus returns. Now, saying we don't need to be afraid about all this kind of stuff in the end times things. But it's not just about end times. It's just about being being afraid, generally. We stand in a position of victory that is already won for us by Jesus on the cross. Being a child of God and being part of his family puts us in an almighty position in the Spirit. When we decide to follow Jesus, and when we laid down our lives to follow Him, and as we continue to abide and live in Christ, as we walk together in the light, we have been delegated Jesus' authority. So, where does our authority come from? That was a question we asked earlier on in the service. It comes from Jesus. It comes from God. Let's have a look at Luke chapter 10 verse 19. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power, all the power, not just a bit of it, not just on the good days, Not just when you feel that your faith is strong. I have given you the authority to overcome all the power of the enemy. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Jesus says. Therefore, 
go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. All authority in heaven and on earth given to Jesus, and he gives it to those who believe, to those who follow him. And from today's passage, 1 John 4, verse 4, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you, the Holy Spirit in us, is greater than the one who is in the world. Anything in the world, even in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is greater. We are already standing in a position of victory because of Jesus' death on the cross where he paid the penalty for our sin and disarmed the enemy, crushing him under his foot. You know, nothing Satan can muster up is a patch on the almighty power and dominion of Jesus who is within us. Not a patch. I find it very interesting watching TV sometimes. Nearly every time, pretty much every time, if you can find an example where this isn't true, I'd like you to share it with me, but pretty much. In secular TV programs, especially when there's like this evil force as part of the storyline, the badness, the evilness, the horribleness seems so great. And the heroes, who are the good guys, trying to be good in this very bad situation or trying to fight against the bad guy, are always vastly outnumbered. They seem so weak. They seem so pathetic in the face of this all-consuming darkness and badness. Uh. But that's rubbish when we read the Bible. It's not like that. How often do we encounter a circumstance or, or something goes on, something happens to us, and we think, ah, we this tiny little person struggling against this huge big force of evil and darkness out to get us. And we feel that, you know, we're insignificant compared to the, the vastness of the problem or, or the pain or the whatever it is. That's not what the Bible says. It's the other way round. The one who is in us is greater, bigger, stronger than the one in the world. Our problem is the little thing fighting against us. And we are the ones going, hey, <laughs> watch out. I've got the Holy Spirit in me. I've got Jesus who's got my back. He has conquered every power, every dominion. He has all authority on earth and in the spirit, in the entire universe. 
what are you to come and do this or say this or try and trip me up or cause me a problem? No. Power is the capacity to do things. Authority is the right to do things. Power is the capacity to do things. Authority is the right to do things. We need to understand our position of authority in the spirit. We have all got spiritual authority. If we believe in Jesus, we have a spiritual authority that comes directly from God. As God's image bearers and God's spirit carriers, we have all authority over Satan and over any demonic plan set against us. We don't have to take it lying down. We need to rise up and take our authority. Don't allow Satan to have his way. Take authority. Like Jesus, when he resisted Satan in the wilderness, he told him where to go. He used the word of God. The Holy Spirit within us is far greater than any power of Satan, governmental system, obstacle or circumstance. We need to draw a line in the sand and say, no more. You can go no further. This stops now. We mustn't give our authority away to the evil one. Don't allow him to have access into our lives. Sometimes we, we trip up and fall and we kind of give some of that authority away. And if that's happened, and if Satan does have access and we've given him some authority in certain areas of our lives, we need to revoke it. We need to take it back. Take our God-given authority back again and strip him of it. Say, no more. Be gone. The Bible tells us to resist the devil and he will flee. Resist the devil and he will flee. We carry this authority, not just as individual believers, yes, as individual believers, but also corporately as a church. If we have a look at Matthew 16, it says, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Here, the church is given authority. The Greek word used here is ecclesia, which means the assembly of citizens, the, the gathering of believers. Together, we are to be spiritual legislators and governors of the land, of our town, of our region, even of our nation. Now, this isn't to say we start making up our own rules in the physical realm. No. 
but we are to claim back our godly authority in the spirit to push back the darkness and snatch back the chains of office from the enemy we are to pray and to intercede and to declare and decree in the spirit God's purposes and God's plans for our land whatever we bind or loose on earth as a church as an ecclesia will be bound and loosed in heaven we've been given spiritual keys we can open doors we can lock doors This reminds me of a prophetic word Tim gave us. He used to be a part of our church. They, they moved away from Wispeach a little while ago, about a year or so ago. And just before he left, he gave um, the leaders um, a prophetic word about our church being endowed with a spiritual authority in this region. And this is what led to the prayer walks that took place during Lent last year. I believe we need to pursue this. To actually start to declare and to decree and to take spiritual authority in this region and in this town. We've been given these keys. We can unlock things. We can open stuff. We can close stuff. Now the world, <laughs> the world won't understand us. Church is supposed to be countercultural we we will be misunderstood we might even be picked on we should expect it but we don't have to accept it especially in the spirit nothing is greater or more powerful than jesus we are on the winning side we know the end of the story we are filled with the most powerful person in the universe the holy spirit i'm just going to end by reading a bit from romans because it helps us to know that in every battle we can have total confidence in the final victory romans 8 38 onwards says this for i am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers this includes spiritual powers of darkness nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god in christ jesus our lord nothing can separate us from Jesus and Jesus gives us he gives us the power he gives us the ability to do things through the filling of the Holy Spirit and he gives us the authority he gives us the right to do things as well amen